You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hello, everyone. I'm Kevin David Thomas. And I'm Rob W. Schneider. How are you? Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Don't get start. (laughs) Talk to each I'm sorry. I talked to Richard. Line, line, line. Hey, everybody. This is Kevin David Thomas. And this is Rob W. Schneider. Hello, Rob W. Schneider. Hello, Kevin David Thomas. How are you? I'm good. I'm ready for a little favorite things. I am. I am ready for some favorite things. Oh, I am ready. I am prepped. I am ready. I am eager to go. Things. It really are. They really are. You know, I know you felt like you were starting to run out of things, but it sounds like you've been rejuvenated. Well, I've, been, I've been making more lists lately of things that I'll, like someone will say something. I'll be like, yes, that's a new that's a good favorite thing. I'm good. That's my and I'm sort of, you know, taking favorite things from other people as well sometimes and so, saying, hey, that's a good favorite thing. I'm going to steal that. So what you're saying is, is you're stealing from people is yep. what you're, is what that's you're really exactly telling what us. <laughs> okay. Well, as long as you sharing is caring, Rob. Yeah, that's okay. Um, you know what? I Are you texting over there. What? No, you, I wanted to pull up some information. <laughs> I apologize. Kidding. No, I no, I, I do that all the time and I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you don't. A few episodes ago, remember how we made, I, we, we were making a joke and we were like, Oh, you know, um, let's, our next favorite thing. Cause we're running out of things is going to be Brian Stokes Mitchell's dresser. We'll talk about Brian Stokes Mitchell's oh, right. dresser, right? Yes, totally. So got an email no way. from a guy named Stephen Epstein or Epstein. Epstein I'm sorry, Stephen, no, I mispronounced it. He says, hey, I know you were making a joke when you talked about Claude as Brian Stokes Mitchell's dresser, but you could really do a whole interview with his real F- dresser, Jeffrey Polishuk. He is fabulous. Jeffrey, we want to talk to you. How cool is that? I love that. How cool is Jeffrey that? Pol- if anyone knows how to get to Jeffrey Polishuk, Send them our way. And I th- do want to talk. I think a dresser would be, that be so cool? phenomenal. Or a wardrobe supervisor. Oh, absolutely. Someone who's been around for so long that has seen it all. Because that's, oh, yeah. that's a point of view, that dresser, star dresser especially. That That's a really cool. Right. You know, and a lot of them won't say a lot because they do. They, it is such a close relationship that they probably won't reveal a lot unless maybe, you know. No, absolutely. I mean, maybe if. Uh, but I think it's cool to see that life, what that life is like. Oh, and oh, I, I, I just dropped my, my, my phone. Cool. That's wild, though. I love that someone wrote that. 
Thank you. We're all good. We're all good. We're fine. Um, yeah. So thank you, Stephen Epstein or Epstein. Mm-hmm. Um, I so appreciate that. Uh, and, and and no offense to Claude, but Claude has been fired. Maybe he can go get a job with Freddie Martinez because I know Freddie's looking for a new dresser oh, dear God. for his club act. Oh God. No, 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 no. Freddie's not coming out. Okay. I was just, I was right. just, I was okay. just, me- I was all just right. mentioning that yeah. he should be looking for employment. I thought we were adding more characters. That's go- okay. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're adding more characters. Where are your characters? I don't, I don't know. You don't do I'm any? an audience member. But you're you're an actor. Uh-uh. No. Yeah. I am. But I'm I'm better at someone else telling me what to sing and what to act. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm just no thinking, Freddie Kevin, Martinez is I'm just over thinking here. there might be a character busting out of you at some point. Maybe. <laughs> just like June is busting out I'll all wait over. To the inspiration to strike me. Oh, I can't wait because I bet you when it does, it's gonna be brilliant. <laughs> when you when you act it, when you when you were in rehearsals that required improvisation, are you a pretty good improviser? In the moment, I think I can get along with it, but I, I'm definitely less. I, I'm I am more the straight man. I think when it, when that kind of thing when it, with improv, like I'm I'm I, I enjoy it, but I haven't had a lot of experience improving actually. Oh, interesting. No, not much. Interesting. But when I, I used to take scene study class, and we used to do a little bit of improv there. Um, I used to take at T. Schreiber Studios. Um, <laughs> Uh, and we used to do some stuff there, but no, I've never, like my wife Sutton, she's like best at improv. She used to do long form improv. She used to do, oh, wow. like, she used to all of that stuff. And, and that we went to see recently, a good friend of mine, Ben, um, do a long form improv, an hour long show where they, they will take a mo- they'll make up their own rom-com movie. Uh, and there's certain things that you have to have, like you have like the conflict, and you have the certain characters that have, have to meet in a certain way, and they they will do a, a full on movie in an hour, improv. Oh, oh my improv'd. god! And they ask suggestions from the audience. I'd never seen anything like that before, so no, I've never done anything like that. But whatever, it's fun. The older I get, the more like I'm sort of like whatever. <laughs> when I was younger, I used to be very way more self conscious. Oh, but now you're. Uh, I'm still am, but I'm I'm definitely like whatever. Like just do it. Whatever. Just Who cares? If you look stupid. Stupid. You look the funnier it is. Absolutely. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Right. Oh my god, that's so cool. I didn't know that. And how? I just I would assume that you you have like ninety stock characters all ready to go, and Mm-mm. I hope there's a headshot of you somewhere where it's black and white broken into four panels, where like one of you is dressed as the doctor, and what <laughs> like these like totally, yes like, like those eighties headshots faces of KDT like yes. he's just like yeah totally Kevin the doctor Kevin the lawyer like with my like sweater tied around my neck Kevin, Kevin at like the, the country club. club yeah and then like one like where you look like a homeless person just to show. <laughs> Just to show your range, that's actually I. That's one thing I, I miss. I've seen those before. I've seen those before. I I'm obsessed with them. So if anybody knows where I can get my hands on some old, eight, have you, you guys seen know what we're talking about, right? Where there's four different panels and it's four different headshots, but they're like costumed. It's like when you yeah. have like a photo booth and you have all you bring all that crap and you're like, where are the stuff in the photo booth? Do you know what I mean? It is it's exactly kind of like that. Feathered boa, top hat, you know. It's exactly <laughs> monocle. <that. laughs> The fuck is wrong with people? My God, I love it. But that's, no, you're exact. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I want. I want to see if I can get my hands on this. Have you ever seen a book called Holy Headshot? No. It's a book of the worst headshots and resumes ever collected by casting directors. Hmm. The actors who are appearing in the book have all signed off on it, so it's oh. not like they're being made fun of. They all receive financial compensation. But the book is pretty genius. It's called Holy Headshot, and I think you'll see some pretty good examples of headshots that's and resumes thing, in there. Actually, right? Yeah. My favorite headshots. <laughs> That'll be our next one, mm-hmm. which will be great for a podcast. Yeah. Oh, this one looks really great. Oh my god, wow, this is look so how funny! Good this one looks. <laughs> it's, it's 
great. The audience really just sitting there crying. Everyone's like, I can't see anything. I can't see. Oh my gosh. I can't see. <laughs> Myrtle, once again, there's a podcast going on. They're describing things I can't see them. What's the point? That's always fascinating me. Like Charlie McCarthy, the ventriloquist, uh-huh. you know, Edgar Bergen and his puppet, Charlie McCarthy. They were a huge radio sensation. How do you know the guy wasn't moving his lips? Right. Like, how do you know? That's the best way to do ventriloquism because no one's seeing you. So you can <laughs> just do it like, on the radio. Hey, Dolly. Yeah, what's up? You, know, you don't even have to. Like, oh, worry my God. About he's so good. Me. He's so good. <laughs> Man. Boy, that ventriloquist <laughs> is great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there was an audience or something. I don't know, but I just love that. Mm-hmm. I'm always amazed with like generations like that. I'm wondering what people are going to look back at that we're doing 50 years from now and be like, how did they not realize podcasts, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> 10 years from now, everyone's going to be like, remember that? Remember that phase where everyone just talked? Yeah, these computers, they could record people's <laughs> voices. So everybody thought and they had something to say. <laughs> They never knew if anyone was listening, so they, they just... Couldn't, they couldn't tell if anybody was listening. They would just talk. <laughs> About really like, specific things, too. Like crazy people. Like show tunes from 1950. Ugh. Who would want to listen to that? God. <laughs> Honey, download me a pizza. Because <laughs> I hope we're at that point. Mm-hmm. Oh, my god. We'll be at our rockers in the actor's home. I remember when. <laughs> Rob, is it time to record our podcasts again? Or <laughs> just give us ice cream cones that we'll talk into. <laughs> hope we won't notice. I'm Kevin David Thomas. Our guest this week is 90-year-old Sidney Lucas. <laughs> you always with the Sidney Lucas. <laughs> have uh, you seen Robbie? Ro- do you know Robbie Roselle? Uh, I love Robbie Roselle. Did you see him post because he's going to have this his this cabaret at Fifty Four Below, and but he's posting these album covers and old pictures of him, and he yes. says that he looks like Cindy Lucas. He put up these a, pictures. We'll, are sh- so we'll show fun. the photo. It's Robbie, who's this great graphic designer, by yeah, the way. He's he does a lots of cast albums God, and, and a great director in his own right. Uh, oh yes, he directs. Oh my cabarets. God, he's so brilliant. But you're right. He's doing this cabaret. We're going to go see it, and he's taking like like photo like the posters of Chess. The posters of <laughs> Carrie and like reworking them, but you're right. There's a photo of him when he was a child next to a photo of Sidney Lucas and from Fun, Fun Home. Home, and you're like, yeah, I, I, I <laughs> can see, I like, see the doppelganger. Oh god, it's so. I'll funny. throw you. Who's the one? Ian loves theater. Yeah, Is that yeah, the other? I'll, th- yeah. I'll start using him. That's a good one. I guess kid, this little, week yeah. to tell us about the new season, <laughs> the right page of eighty five. <laughs> Ian loves theater. <laughs> Still wearing the suit and bow tie. Oh, god, it's good. <laughs> That's really what we want. You know what else is good? Some what? favorite things. All right, then. Who wants to go first? Uh, I have a person. I have a show. And then we came to a stalemate. <laughs> uh, I'll go first. Um, <laughs> so my guy, you know my guy because I've talked about him before. And we've actually talked about trying to get him on the podcast, but I have a hard, little bit of a hard time trying to find him. So actors of a certain generation, you know, they, a lot of them aren't on Facebook and it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to find them. Uh, there's another actress I'm going to talk about in another podcast that, um, it, same thing. I know she's alive. I just don't know how to get to them. This is, um, he played opposite Ethel Merman twice. 
Oh, you know, you know, this is my Russell. favorite. Russell Knight. Yeah. yeah. Russell Knight. Um, I don't know if anyone, uh, I hope some of you out there are like, oh, Russell Knight. Of course. I love Russell. He was this, this silky tenor. Um, and you would know him, friends, from, um, he played opposite Ethel in Call Me Madam. And you know that famous, that, what's it called, where you didactyl, you know, the, where the you. The German term is coldly bet. Shit, Rob. <laughs> God. Okay. Yavol. <laughs> All right. What's it in Italian? <laughs> what's it in Swahili? I don't even know if that's the, the German. The, the, <laughs> the term that is ascribed to what you are speaking of is mm. usually called in music a quodli bet. Yavol, Herr Schreiber. <laughs> I'm impressed. This is the only thing I know about music. <laughs> okay. Well, so like I hear singing and there's no one there. You don't need analyzing. It is not so surprising that you're very strange but nice. At this at this point in history books, they understand why the podcasts were taken off of the air. Oh, uh, yeah. When so <laughs> Russell Knight sang that little chestnut with Ethel. Uh, and then in 1970, he uh, David Merrick put him uh, him and Ethel back together again for Hello, Dolly, when they uh, she replaced as one of the la- last things she did on stage. He was Horace Vandegelder? Or he was Cornelius? No, he was Cornelius. Oh, that would make so sense. So he was born in 1924. So this he would have, you know, carry the one. I mean, like, he, he would have been 30. Uh, he was not. A, he was a little older Cornelius, I think. Um, he was also in Carousel Brigadoon revivals, and of course he was in my favorite, Goldilocks, <gasps> which was a favorite thing way back when, oh. probably 50 favorite things ago. Um, and it, uh, he, unfortunately, he didn't record a lot of projects. He only was uh, only recorded a couple of those shows, Goldilocks being one of them, and Call Me Madam. Interestingly enough, I did not realize he won Tony Awards for both those shows. Um, yeah. You know? Uh, and and he he wasn't I mean he was known but I don't I want I don't want to say he was the, the household name that I would like him to have been I don't I can't attest to his acting I don't know what his acting was like but I know that his, as a singer it was just a, it was as if Manny Patinkin um, lightened it up and never switched head voice to chest voice but just kept it one even voice that's what the tone is to me it's kind of like when Manny Patinkin sings up high that like ah it Russell Knight had that all the way down his range and it was very smooth. And I just think no one really sang like him, and I really dig it. He, uh, I'm trying to think. I know he did some film and television work. He did do. He did do some. Um, I don't know. I can, I didn't write down an, as much of that. This uh, is such a stupid question. Do you know if he retired or he? He. It says he was active until the year 1991. Then, so it may. It, but then I, there was a clip from like the early aughts, and I have yet to watch it. It's a half hour interview where he's on someone's show, and maybe it was just posted. 10 years ago and it was really from like the 90s i need to watch that to see you know it's not skippy low is it i don't think so interesting but I, and if anyone out there has any connection or any um way of finding out and i've i've you guys i've even like looked up the you know uh the wedding announcement of his son from like 20 years ago and i thought about finding his son on facebook and being like hey uh it's not creepy or anything but how's your dad <laughs> You know, and can, can we talk to him for a podcast? I mean, I, I think that would be fun. I, and if anyone out there has some connection to Russell Knipe, you let us know. Will you Facebook me or message me somehow? And also, we've mentioned this before. We'll mention it again. You know, we love 
when you throw suggestions of people that you'd like to hear on the podcast show Truly. up. And if you've got a connection with some of these people, please feel free to share. You know, we, we were very lucky because that's how we got Larry Grossman yeah. was a listener reached out and said that they were working with him and they got us in touch with Larry. So if you have a connection with Russell or anybody along those lines, please, please, please send them our mm-hmm. way because we would love to sit down and talk to them. Yeah. Yeah, great, Kevin. Really good. Yeah, I re- I've always, I, you know, I discovered him when I fell in love with Goldilocks, and then, uh, yeah, I just think he's. I, I love finding these these great singers that maybe you know deserve to be talked about. I think that's fantastic. So we're celebrating Russell Knight good old today. Russell. Okay, great, love it. Thank you, thank you, Kevin. I love that. That makes me so happy. What is your favorite thing? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, now I'm starting to think it should be Russell Knipe because <laughs> I, I'm just thinking in my head about what a great performer he yeah. was and I, I can't get that out of my mind uh mine is a musical i like this from the early 1960s Ooh, good year it is a musical that um era. i would love to see especially in today's current climate come back because i think it would be a nice little refresher a nice little divertissement from today's world uh-huh. because it deals with the government it deals specifically with the executive branch of our government. Is it Mr. President? It is Mr. President. Ah, I love it. So um, tie it in with Anita Gillette. Oh, tie it in with good old Anita yeah. Gillette. So, you know, like we say on this podcast, we don't espouse one political view or another, but I think it's a then the news is but a little, we do like the arts. We do like and supporting them and yeah, the funding. Like, so, I mean. If I'm going to draw a line in the sand. I think that's the line we will all. I'm always be, going to say I'm going to support the arts. Yes, I think I think the arts are yeah. incredibly important. Um, we don't want to get into. We're hoping this podcast offers a little bit of escapism for yes. you. Yes. Um, but yes, my God, please somebody support the arts. I, I don't really want to get into it right now. I majored in political science in undergrad. I'm going to start babbling, and I'll need to shut up about it. Yes. I did not know and or forgot that Rob. Yeah, I did poli sci in undergrad. Holy crap! Had no, I totally. Just forgot. I did. I did poli sci. Yeah, that was my. Because you my major. always are so connected politically, but you don't espouse it to everybody all the time. Like, like where you go on, like take my wife for example. You know, like you, everyone knows, like what Sutton believes. Like she's she's very proud and puts it out there, and I love her for that. But I also appreciate, you know, like you. I'm always. You always have seen everything. You've heard everything. You've read everything. Not and that's I'm not talking about just musicals. <laughs> I mean po- politically. Oh, well, geez, you're, you're, you really are. You really you you love politics, even I, though you don't 
espouse it from this microphone or from anywhere else. Really. I, I don't. I don't know why I don't, but I don't. I, I don't know why. And that's not a criticism. I no. think I, I, I admire it and I respect it, but I'm always like, I'm, I'm sometimes surprised and forget that, of course, you're a poli-sci major because you, you're always up to date with everything that's going on. I you tr- know the details. I try to be. I just, I just try to be because I also think it's really important for our business to understand what's happening in the world because right. what's happening in the world is going to then trigger what's going to happen, the artistic That's response right. to it. So I think you're foolish if you're not looking at the newspaper every day or you're not watching the news for a little bit, regardless of where your sources come from. Um, although I have very specific opinions on that as well that I, will, that I will not go into right now. Because what you're seeing is going to reflect what's happening in the artistic community. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's no way that those two things are, are separate. And we've seen that all throughout musical theater history. In fact, when I teach my musical theater history classes, whatever we're talking about that day, I always start off with a 15-minute discussion of what's happening in the government at that time so you understand yeah. where these... Context. I, I mean, I don't think you can teach cabaret or hair without looking at the Civil Rights Act of 1964, without looking at Vietnam. I think it's kind of ridiculous to even attempt that. Or company without looking at the sexual revolution that's happening outside. So anyway, I'm getting off topic. But that's the... Yeah, I think that's very important. So anyway, the reason that I chose Mr. President was because I think um, you see on the news all the time that the current president and his family um, are all over the news. They are sometimes, aren't they? Aren't they? They like to show up every once in a while, you know. He's such a humble man. Um, and I was looking for something to escape with. We interviewed the wonderful Anita Gillette. That was a fantastic interview. Who I wish you all could have seen her. I wish we videotaped that one. I do too. Because she literally went from sitting on her sofa to standing up and acting things out as if it were her club act or as if she were reliving the memory of what she was discussing with us. in such an authentic way too. It wasn't like performance at all. No. You know, like she's got these stock stories. No, she, but she would get excited about stuff and, and she was just so gracious. She was really gracious. Oh my Um, God. I first encountered Anita um, when we were doing our Save the Colonial concert yes, for 54 ago. Below. Yeah, yeah because yeah. I'm sure if you all remember, the Colonial was going to go away in Boston, and thank God it didn't, and I think Knockwood, our show, had a little something to do with I that, if that. I understand correctly, yes. so kudos to Jen Tepper for allowing us to do that. Um, but anyway, she sang a song called The Secret Service, um, and she said, I sang this song originally in the show, Mr. President, and she sang the song. The song is very funny. I'm like, I know nothing about this show. Right. I just know that Irving there's a Berlin. I yeah. Mean, I just know there's like a silver poster of it. Yeah. With like the white house. And I'm like, okay, so let me investigate the show. So like you were saying, it's the last score for a musical by, written by or Mr. Irving Berlin, the great, great, great Irving or, Berlin or Mr. B as Mr. Anita called him Mr. because they B. were good friends, uh, you know, after that. Just calls him. Can you imagine calling Mr. Mr. Hey, B. Mr. B. Yeah. So Mr. President is a musical from 1962 um, and it deals with the story of, oh, sorry, Irving Berlin wrote it, but Lindsay and Krauss mm-hmm. wrote the book, also Sound of Music, mm-hmm. Fame and lots of other stuff. And it deals with President Stephen Henderson and Act One is about his uh, last term in office. And then act two is him in post-presidential life and missing the spotlight of politics. Ah. Um, his wife is played by Nanette Fabre, who's, great, who's also still alive. And if anyone has access to Nanette Fabre, she is. Yeah, I know she's living in L.A. Who's um, a brilliant, stuff. brilliant actress. I mean, high button shoes, and she had so much television and stuff. Yeah. Really love her. Um, she plays his first lady, and Anita Gillette is their daughter, uh-huh. who is boy crazy. Yeah. 
who is boy crazy. And the whole song, The Secret Service, is The Secret Service makes me nervous <laughs> because every time she goes out with a guy, they're always looming around, scaring yes. the guy off. So she just wants to make it's out and have it. some fun, but the, the security always shows yeah. up. Um, the big review from the, the critics in Boston, and Anita tells this story, is that it was corny. That it was so such a corny musical, right. um, and it felt so behind. And what year was this? Nineteen sixty-two. Yeah. So that I mean, think about Things what you're changing. You're having Forum. You're having uh, How to Succeed. Mm-hmm. You're having uh, Oliver's on the way. You have Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah. Count. So it does feel. It feels very much like a corny traditional musical. But that doesn't mean that it's bad. It just means that it's a different style and a different substance. Totally. Um, so another song that I think is a really great song for women that I think sh- you should do, it's so brilliant. It's called They Love Me, and it's Nanette Fabre's Fabre, Nanette Fabre as the first lady traveling across the world and how people respond to her in different countries. Nice. And the number is hysterical. And if I understand correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, she actually showed up on a camel at one point. Oh, my goodness. So anyway... Um, and even though it uh, was a flop, and people will say it's a flop, it did get to run for a year oh. because um, President Kennedy and his wife saw it when it was trying out uh, in D.C. DC yeah. So Mr. President actually got to go see oh, wow. Mr. Mr. President. President. And there was a rocking chair on stage, which is something that John Kennedy used to use a lot himself. Mm-hmm. So it was a nice little like homage. It would be like right. if you know the actor playing Donald Trump showed up dressed like an Oompa Loompa, they'd be like, oh my God, they're playing homage. Well, maybe to- he's going to make an appearance in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That would be great. Be nice? You know he turned down going to see Come From Away? No. Jared Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, um, went to go see Come From Away, and he invited Donald Trump, and Donald Trump said, nope, not going to go. That's crazy. I I am just surprised that an individual who his whole life has been made by the arts... And television wants to wants to cut funding, but that's okay. That's okay. You know what petitions to sign? I don't need to tell you. But it did win one Tony Award for the. Well, I'll will t- tell you who won the Tony, and you tell me what the category was. All right. Oh, okay. So, Mr. President, won one Tony in 1962. That Tony went to the great Solly Pernick. Solly Pernick won the Tony Award for Mr. President in 1962. In which category did he win? Best stagehand. You're so brilliant. Best well, stage. Listen, that name. Come on. <laughs> so we talked about this on our last Tony show, but there were some categories that That's had gone right. away, and one of them was best stage technician. <laughs> and this guy, Solly Pernick, good old Solly, won it. I don't even know what Solly. If anyone did. knows where Solly is today, we'd love to talk to. Him. <laughs> That's the theme of this episode. So <laughs> it's, Solly, it's it's a few out there. It's like an unsolved mystery. It is. If you or anyone you know know where Solly Pernick is, contact my office. Update. My wife Dolores has told me (laughs) that Solly tried to call. I was not at home. I was on the golf course. If you or anyone you know know why Dolores is always nagging me about going to the golf course, please call Unsolved Mysteries. Is that your Robert Stack, by the way? Yeah. Oh. D- not can tell. Uh, keep workshopping it. It's keep fine. workshopping it. That's it's the one okay. I'm the proudest of. No, really, that's good. I'll get there. <laughs> it's those cadences that it's you better. just have to remind yourself of. <laughs> he goes up, and then he and goes down. 
if you or anyone you know oh yeah there we go can work on an impression of robert stack that's better please call me or my wife dolores she's busting my balls again <laughs> why didn't i do the dishes because i'm trying to keep a roof over our head do you know why robert stack hosts unsolved mysteries they offered it to three other people and all of their prices were too high and he was the one who came in the lowest. Where you know, do you get this information? I, I swear to God, Rob, I could drop any name or no, any show or anything. You would have like this random tidbit of information. Do, and I, you could be making it up on the spot. And I, you, just, I just take it for fact. You know he was fired from Lacage. See? There it is again. That I have actually heard. I have, I think. Arthur maybe. Lawrence tells that story yeah. in his book that they hired him to replace uh, at some point. And he was horrible. And Robert St- Arthur Lawrence was like, we're going to let you go. And we're going to take Leroy Reams instead. <laughs> apparently, Robert Stack was like, okay. They said he was like this really nice guy. Aww. And I was like, okay. It happens. Wow. He's like, whatever. If you or anyone you know oh know how I can break Arthur Lawrence's dancing legs, please contact Dolores. Update. The reason Hollywood has not been calling is because Dolores is yapping away on the phone with her sister. Talking about what a horrible provider I am. <laughs> Update. I'm going to throw myself out the window. <laughs> if you or anyone you know knows how to wind up a joke, please call Rob Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, mine, mine oh, is thank you, Rob. a really fun musical, 1962. It's called Mr. President. Like I said, it's one Tony for Solly Pernick. Thank you, Solly. For best stage technician. I I'm wondering it. what he did that well, made it so... Have, there must have been must something have, really cool that happened in that, you know? Yeah, Although well, stage technicians, after talking to Ken Billington, we do realize that they actually, you know, they do, I mean, they do so much and having seen it firsthand, I mean, they... they oh, but, yeah. But, but years ago... They were, it was way more integral, like the lighting design, you know, like the lighting board had to have three operators to move all the panel. I mean, there was just, things were more automated. They had to do a winches. And I mean, there, there was just a lot more physical, technical skills. Very quickly. Yes, sir. Solly Pernick was a prop designer. Aha! And there's, I'm looking at, I'm sorry, guys, I'm looking at this right now. There's a great article about him in the New York Times from 1979. See, you did your research today. <laughs> the last paragraph says, he is helping to fool people with his stage props the same way he began in 1914 <gasps> in the Bronx in his debut with the Cecil Spooner Stock Company. Oh, man, I wish we could talk to him still. Right? Oh, my gosh. So he was a prop guy. I wonder what the, the props... What the props were. He must have been well into his 60s or 50s at I'm, this point. You know what, guys? I'm not seeing any death year listed with him. Oh, well, but, but when he, was he born? I mean, he's... Well, if he, if, uh, assume that he... Yeah, he, he, has, to, he has to have passed. Because I'm assuming if it's 19... If he started in 1940, let's say he oh, got... 40, I think he said no, no, sorry, no, no, I did 1914. Let's say he got started in 1914. Well, there's no way. There's no way. There's absolutely no there's way. No way. Uh, but oh my god, I'm looking at all these great articles. That's really cool. Him. Oh, okay. So this article is from 1986, and it says he's now 87 years old. And that was 86. Yeah. So yeah. I'm as, I'm assuming he's not with us anymore. No, that would be. But would be I, I kind of like our optimism. I'm. With, <laughs> I, I'm uh, he made prompts for the Star Trek movie. Sorry, maybe I, he's got a son. No, this is him. The, the, like the Star Trek movies from the seventies. Oh, because it I sounds like, like <laughs> it sounds like he was working until the day the guy died. Wow, 
Holy crap. Oh. Wow. To explore a little more, but Solly. All right, Solly Pernick for the win. So sorry about that. I literally nice just diversion. I, li- I'm sorry. I literally just got stuck down the rabbit hole while <laughs> on the air. Like you guys just all disappeared for me for a second. <laughs> it was just his own little world. Just gonna check my email, <laughs> see what's going on. <laughs> Solly Pernick, Tony Award winner for it's Mr. Up. President, and the great actor Russell Knight. All right, guys. Check so it out. You've got your work to do. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.